Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Fifteen minutes on the timer, and the subject is careers. I was having a conversation uh, yesterday with a man called Daniel Gee. He is a football lawyer. Football lawyer. He works in, he's a lawyer at Sheridan's. He's a partner, in fact. And we were talking about this this thing. I'm going to do a podcast with him at some point about drive and about careers and about what's important. And um, he's 39. And I said, as soon as he said that, I said, I hate you. And he goes, why do, why do you hate me? And I said, because I'm 39 and I'm not a partner at a law firm. And then we talked about whether or not, it, was it predestined that he would be successful based on his upbringing and his values and his work ethic? And was it always predestined that I would never reach that level? Uh, and I don't know what the answer is. Wendy? I think a lot of this stuff is predetermined to some degree um, by various levels of privilege. But also it's it's about what you see in your family environment, isn't it? When you're, when you're growing up. So my dad was self-employed and I grew up in a household where he had to work long hours. And I don't think, to be honest, that he would have wished me to go, to go down the self-employment route because it was really hard for him. It was really hard for him to make ends meet. And, you know, by the time I finished school, went to university, we could talk about that in a bit, um, and decided to what I was going to do next, i.e. get an office job. That was the easiest thing. It was very simple. It was very straightforward at that point to just fall into an office job, 
a nine to five office job that paid the bills, that was unexciting, was never going to, you know, make me bucket loads of money, but was safe and stable and comfortable. That just felt like the easy thing. I kind of always wished that I had like a burning desire to do something specific. And I just never, ever, (laughs) ever had that. Did you? Did you ever have like, did you ever have any of those careers discussions at school where someone said, have you thought about doing this? And then suddenly your, your aspirations change and you want to be a vet or a doctor Um, or a, I don't know. No, because when I was choosing my career, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a footballer up until the age of about 12, 13, realised I was nowhere near good enough. So um, I was, went through a careers booklet. I went to a careers advisor at school and I was looking through this booklet and I was just scraping, skimming through it and just journalism popped up. I was like, and I read about it and there's a little paragraph underneath and I was like, that sounds all right. That sounds like something I you know, I could do. I was good at English. It was one of the only good things I was actually good at at school. And I thought, yeah, all right, journalism, that's for me. And and I just I just chased that. I chased that for a long time. But when when I came out, I went to journalism at, at, at university. And when I came out of uni, after two and a half years, I dropped out. Uh, they, I, I, I remember it occurring to me that the, a nine to five office job was going to be my future for the next forty years, <laughs> and I remember it being absolutely terrifying. I could only I couldn't get my head around it. It was so depressing <laughs> for me, and it's probably why I've ended up my career as I did that, but it was unconven- unconventional. Uh, for a bit and I never did nine to five I always did weird hours and I did that for for a bit but I so obviously I was I think I was always predestined to to um to not working in office and and for the last two years I haven't done that and maybe this is it's funny isn't it I mean the idea of working in an office to me was quite strangely comforting secure yeah secure because it also just felt like it was what everyone else was doing as well so I just felt like Oh, okay, cool. I'm I'm doing what everyone else is. That's a good. That's a good thing. There was no part of me that thought I, I should rail against this in some way and and do something different. I mean, also, I mean, my first office job was <laughs> so dead end. What? what so what dead was end, it? mate. Uh, I could talk about it, can't I? It's fine. Yeah, I I was working for a company called the Audit Bureau of Circulation. So they they they, they publish circulation figures for newspapers and magazines so if you open the front cover of a magazine there will be uh, an abc logo and the circulation figure that's that's that was the company i was working for and i was doing some of the pre-audit work so some of the sort of technical data entry stuff i make it sound way more complicated than it actually was it was so so but boring. did you not uh, wait, to, to did you ex- not think this is like the start of my career and this is this is what or did you think, all oh, right, this is a stopgap until I actually do my actual career? I Yeah, very much a stopgap. I was like, finished uni. The day I got my results, I started looking on in the local paper and on jobs websites for, for jobs, basically. I was like, I don't want a gap. I want to go straight into a job and I'll take what I can get and then we'll move on from there. I'll start applying for other things, whatever. I was getting paid... Twelve and a half thousand pounds. Is that even full time? Is that above minimum wage, or was there no minimum wage? It's probably. It can't have been much. It can't have been much above minimum wage. Yeah, this is two thousand and five. How old would you? I was living at home. I was twenty-one. You could make it work. I was living at home, but it's still. Yeah, I was living at home, so it was cheap. Yeah, yeah, it was was all right. But it was a pittance. I mean, I I did get promoted quite quickly. I suddenly I became team leader. Feels very uh, Gareth from the office, but I was. (laughs) I was team leader. 
uh, and then um, I moved on from there and, and it actually gave me quite a, a helpful grounding but there was no sort of thought went into it at all no planning went into it because no, what you're meant to do of course is have a career in mind that you want to achieve and then go right what are the skills I need to get to that point yeah. none of that happened with yeah. me it was more just like this is fine I'm going to work it's really boring but I'm I work with a really great group of people and have a lot of fun and we they make you know you find ways of making work yeah, fun yeah, don't you? you do stupid things I've got so many stupid stories from that place um, mm. that, that just made it enjoyable and made it and made the time pass and it was fine the people were great the company culture was lovely everyone was really welcoming there was opportunities to progress to some degree until they weren't and and it was fine you know as a first job it's absolutely fine how about you what did you go into after you <clears throat> um I went back to the, the the youth project I was working on before I went to uni, which is a, a youth media project, and I, and I went to edit their magazine, um, and I did that for twelve years. But my aspirations and what drove me wasn't my career; it was getting somewhere. And um, I, from from quite a young age, had this uh, I had this vision of of, um, of wanting to live in the countryside. Uh, I had an idea of what my garden would look like and what the house would look like. And the garden would have a stream running through it and I'd sit by the stream and look into it. And that was what drove me rather than how do I get there? And I knew obviously work and money was going to be how I did it, but I just had no clue. And, and how do you train for that? And I guess the only way you could do it is um, is by uh, is by doing something uh, creative that doesn't require you to be in, in, in one place all the time. And... Um, and then the opportunity uh, uh, was presented to me a couple of years ago, whereas my, my missus lived in a house similar to that, not the garden and that. But um, my career felt like the things that happened and the things I was for- fortunate to happen were all leading to this point in a weird sort of predetermined way. So while I was never going to be a, a partner at a law firm, I was going to get kind of get what I want by... Um, by just see, by by seeing the opportunities as they appeared in, in front of me. So what I mean by all that is... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
was working working for Exposure. Um, then started the Fighting Cop podcast ten just under ten years ago, nine and a half years ago. With that was just a hobby. It's just something to do, something fun to do with my mates. Met you lot, all become very close friends. Uh, and then at some point I realised that wow, hang on a minute, this could be my out. This could be my next career move, where I can work for myself. I can escape. I can do this anywhere. And then I, and then it clicked. I met my missus that the she lived in this place. Sorry if you can hear my cat in the background. Uh, <laughs> it lived in this place, and I was like, right, okay. So this has happened. I have this job in London for Ball Street, football media job. I'm picking up loads of business skills there. At some point, I need to make the jump and go and live in the country. And that, that, was, that was the scariest moment, knowing when to do, make that jump. Oh, mate. It's, yeah, you're very good at visualising things and uh, having a bigger picture in mind. I, I really wish I had that capacity. It's just never been a part of me. I've just stumbled from one job to the next. And it's only been in the last couple of years when I've been in my 30s and actually had aspirations to advance my career. I, su- I suppose I would say that, although it's not even that deep. <laughs> it's only now that I, I've actually thought, you know what, I could I could progress. And I'm now, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm in a very... I'm in a good job. I'm in a good job. I essentially, I'm in charge. I manage uh, 50 people, 50 plus people. You know, it's quite a, a job of responsibility. Your job sounds so hard. I mean, we talk about it off, often. <laughs> it sounds like really, really tough work. And it, I, I wouldn't have it in my capacity to do it. And we all do that, Chris. We all, we all, we work in, in where our, our, our skill set lies naturally yeah, yeah and you're good you're empathetic and you're good and you, you have strategy and you're you can plan stuff do you know what my strategy is and my planning it's writing what i have to do on a notepad with pen and paper pen and pencil i still use i still use pen and paper look you've got cams up that's my notepad that's what planning i need to do and i try and be better at it i know i could do better but it's just so boring and and the the, the thing is is if you're i think you're more you're going to end up with a better career with better money if you, your brain works the way you do, Chris. Not that that's what is, is, is the be all and end all. But in terms of no, a functional no, career, it not... works if your brain works like that. Yeah, and I think, I don't, know if I've, I, I don't know if I've ended up doing what I do because of my skill set or if my skill set's developed because I do what I do. Yeah. But I, I've always been a bit of a generalist in that I can do a bit of everything quite well, but I'm not exceptional at anything. Um, so my job really suits me. I work in higher education. I work in a, ma- in a middle management role where I'm responsible for a lot of different things. And I need to know a little bit about a lot of things. And a big part of it is just keeping a team motivated and on track and checking in with them and making sure everyone's doing what they need to do to make things function. Uh, how how, how that often, works really well for me. How often me. is everybody doing what they need to do? <laughs> good question <laughs> for the most part everyone's doing oh, what they need good. to do all the good. time yeah there's obviously a few exceptions every now and again <laughs> it's gonna happen isn't God, it I, no it's i, I mean, used to walk through don't my get work me wrong, just, I, I love in my, my job. head just going you're shit you're shit you are so shit this is you're, you're making my life worse i do that a lot sorry go on no i'm i i feel very lucky in that i i do now do a job that i really 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 enjoy it's very draining um it can be exhausting. I just had a two-week break, actually, and it's been really nice to step away from it and, and have some time to refresh. Mm. Uh, but I do ultimately really love the the nature of the work, the sector I work in, and most importantly, I think, the people I work with. I, I genuinely get on really well with the people I work with. 
there aren't many bad eggs in my organization i would say most people are very kind of if not like-minded then everyone's a decent human being and wants the best for the organization and one another and that is a really nice where, that's a really nice place where to does your career go from here how do you visualize the next 10 years windy well that's it that's it if i was smart if i was planning i would next i'd be a director next that would be my next step i, I would go up from manager to director and to to do that there are certain skills that i would need to develop what like i just i'm, I'm not i'm not Machiavelli enough to, to do that I don't put myself first enough to prioritize learning those skills it's just not in my nature to do that I'm not I'm not driven in that way that's that was quite a humble brag you gave yourself there Wendy which <laughs> the, bit I'm not I'm not is it I'm not driven no I'm not I don't I don't know I can't remember what you said it was like yeah I'm almost like too humble for anything <laughs> uh, when you could do it you just got to stick with it I think the thing the problem with lots of these things is that people the higher up you go the less jobs there are and mm, uh, people definitely. don't don't leave them um, so you do have to be somewhat Machiavellian to to, to rise mm. up the ladder and use tools outside the means of your everyday job because I think also in careers I've found is you get pigeonholed you get people you you, you people forget what you're capable of if you don't show yes. them and so they're happy to just leave you in a role because actually moving you on is more difficult than not moving you on and that is such a good point yeah yeah that's something i've been thinking about a lot recently is unlocking potential in other people and um allowing people to to show the other skills they if have you don't let and you... not forgetting their hobbies outside of work which which also give people a more rounded skill set or a different skill set if you don't see the potential in people then someone else will and you'll lose them uh and i think uh, it's many many places i've worked sorry in the three places i've worked i've seen many instances where people don't feel valued uh and and they mm. move on and my, my partner's like just to round that off on that is she's incredibly talented and i think she is better than her position and I don't think the company she works for um, sees that, so she has to force it. And she's doing some stuff actually, to, so, so fair play to her. But it, it's hard. It's hard to do. And like I say, if you don't see the potential mm. in people, someone else will, and you'll lose them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I sometimes feel like um, people haven't seen the potential in me early yeah. enough, and it, it, there is. It's quite. It's not a very nice feeling when uh, when you don't feel just valued or you don't feel appreciated. All right, if you don't see it, I'm going elsewhere. That's what I would think. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I now I, I I sit there and simmer and think I will sh- I will prove you prove to you that I can do it. That's why you got. That's why you earn the big bucks, Wendy. <laughs> and on that note, our fifteen minutes are up. <laughs>